0: snowballeffect.co.nz high growth investing made simple
1: on the huddle with me this evening we've got Tim Beveridge Talk ZB host and Jack Tame also host of Saturday mornings here on ZB in Q&A hi lads Kia ora. All right. Well, um, I want to talk to you guys about the Māori wards. So, Tim Beveridge, how do you feel about um, – I don't know why I started speaking like I was British anyway. How, how do you feel about Nanaia Mahuta slipping this one into the legislation and making councils consider this every six years? If they consider this as the first topic every six years and they have to actively reject Māori wards, they're going to go for Māori wards because it's easy, aren't they?
0: Well I think it is quite manipulative i don't i, mean, I think this is uh, that the agenda that um, the Hood is pushing on this stuff is not going to work well for labor come the next election. I think a lot of people um, I, I, I don't buy into it at all and I think that the problem is is councils are not exactly known for the high quality of their decision making sometimes, and I think yeah they are they're all terrified of being branded. As racist or insensitive to these issues, so yeah, I think uh, I think she's played a played a card which is is quite manipulative, and I, I certainly don't support it at all.
1: No, Jack, it's very clever though, isn't it? Because what she's basically set it up as is councils have to say yes because if they say no, they're a bunch of racists.
2: Well, I'm not as bothered by it as you guys are. You'll be surprised to learn Heather. Uh, that being said, I do, I do think it's a clever piece of policy making from the minister. I think Tim's 100 percent right and that uh, this sort of thing could end up costing Labor a little bit of support come next year's election. But the fact of the matter is that it's a democracy, right? Every six years, if councils feel really strongly that they don't want to have Māori wards, they can come out and say, we don't want to have Māori wards, and Māori wards. And, and if a majority of people then, you know, say, oh, well, OK, you're being racist and we're not going to vote for you, then that council gets voted out. But if a majority of people support the council's position, shouldn't be a problem, should it?
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's one of those things, though, don't you think, Tim? Where um, because it, it, it's sort of set up, and it's set up in a way where the decision will be made, and people will not actually get a chance to vote on it, so they'll just shrug their shoulders and move on.
0: Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how much this becomes an issue in council elections when people are, you know, whether people are asked what their stance on co-governance is. Maybe maybe there will be a democratic aspect which puts a bit of heat on people uh, mm-hmm. in, in that respect. But um, yeah. the, the other question is, what's National going to do? If they get in, are they going to stick with this legislation? Because they can always just rip the rug out from, in, from it. And I think they'd have plenty of support from David Seymour.
1: Yeah, do you know what? I reckon, Jack, if uh, National gets in and have to rely quite heavily on ACT to be able to form government, I reckon ACT will will, will push around and re- repeal this kind of stuff. What do you think?
2: Well, I mean, the number one thing that David Seymour says he wants is, is a referendum uh, on the status of the Treaty of Waitangi and its constitutional placement in New Zealand. So these sorts of issues, you'd think, would pair off uh, that, that desire of acts pretty effectively. I mean, David Seymour's making some ground in this, but it's interesting when you see a breakdown of the issues that actually matter most to a majority of voters at the moment, Co-governance isn't at the top of the list. It is very much the cost of living, it's inflation, it's, it's the economy as opposed mm. to co-governance. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm just saying that there is probably limited political ground to be
0: won by either side on this issue at the Ooh, moment. Can, can I just chip into that? You know, One of the benefits of having gone away and getting out of the news cycle and just chatting to people on holiday is that, um, look, yeah, Jack's right, that people, people are not going to co governance is not going to sway the, anyone to vote for Labour but I can tell you from all the people I've spoken to it's a real turn off for a lot of New Zealanders and I think it's just another uh, another negative thing that uh, that's really going to bite Labour in
1: the yeah. polls. Yeah you know Jack cuz I I do I I, I saw that well, that was the Ipsos poll that you were quoting yeah Yeah
2: there there are yeah. a few I think the, okay. the parties actually have internal polls as well as you well yeah. know that are, that Well are, I okay not all, all parties Similar, similar yeah
1: no, not all parties are registering the same thing in their internal polls. I can tell you that on on the um, the co co-governance yeah. thing. And I do wonder, Jack, if what's going on here is that it's the way that you ask the question. I mean, if you said to me, what's what's affecting your life the most? Is it the price of your broccoli or is it the Marty wards? Of course it's the price of blinking broccoli because I'm buying yeah, that every I, single I, week, I, isn't it? Yeah. But, I, I, but I, if you I'm ask not, me, if you phrase no the question differently one. and you ask me which one makes you feel really angry it's a different answer.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. If if anger is a measure by which people make political decisions, and of course for some people it is, I've no doubt that this is an important issue. I'm I'm not saying it isn't an important issue for voters. I also think it's absolutely 100% worthy of debate. I think it's a fascinating subject and worthy of debate. All I'm saying is that compared to inflation at 7.3%, for a majority of voters, this isn't the deciding issue at the moment. And so year, that will be something that maybe an act in national government will have to consider after the election.
1: Yeah, totally. Let's take a break with you two. We'll come back, talk about the situation with yeah, the helicopters and the rich people. Back of the huddle, we've got Jack Tame and Tim Beveridge. Tim, what's the problem, do you think, with um, the helipads being built on Great Barrier Island, Waiheke Island? Well,
0: I always, I'm always a bit hesitant about having a crack at people who are just rich because I'm not, because there'd be a, if I was living there, it would incense me just helicopters constantly flying overhead. And look, but then again, there's this sort of envy thing it ties into, oh, those rich bastards, how dare they have it. But I, I I just think these things have to be sort of being looked after by the law and the law of nuisance and trying to have reasonable restrictions on the fact that you just can't come in buzzing in and out. So it's about the terms in, on which people can use them. But I, I hate to have a beat up on that when it just makes me sound like a miserable, envious git.
1: <laughs> Jack, oh, I don't have a problem with it. I just I think this is just what happens when a country gets wealthy. You get a lot more people who can afford things like helicopters and we should celebrate it. What do you think?
2: It's the, it's the famed jet ski rule. If I ever do a PhD in economics, I'm going to I'm going to try and plot this out. Basically, however much fun the person in the helicopter or on the jet ski is having, it is directly proportionate to how much everyone else around them is pissed off. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
2: reckon, I reckon on why I reckon on why there are just too many helicopters. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, you know, there are just there are literally dozens and dozens of helicopter pads. And it was interesting when I saw Altia Great Barrier's proposal for the new helipads. I think there are three new helipads going in on one road. Yes. And I mean, if, if you're out of Great Barrier Island, like the, the, the attraction is that it is secluded, that you're away from the world, that it's quiet, that you're in nature, all of that sort of stuff. And I thought at first, I thought. For goodness sake, that's absolutely ridiculous. Why do you need three helipads on one road? But then I actually looked at the ruling a little bit more closely, and there are restrictions on the number of flights that can be made. So if you're someone who doesn't have a helipad, actually it's not going to make that much difference so long as there is a relatively low limit on the number of helicopter flights that can visit. Do you see what yeah. it mean? Like, It doesn't matter how yeah. many helicopter pads there are. What matters is the number mm-hmm. of flights. Yeah. So, right, so yeah. if, maybe it's not that much of a nuisance.
1: Yeah, even if they were sharing one pad, they would have that many flights. Hey Tim, yeah. you, have you noticed? Have you noticed that your yeah, your colleagues are getting burnt out and behaving like clowns?
0: No, <laughs> um, I mean we behave like clowns anyway at News Talks. It sometimes, but I, actually, you know what? I uh, you read these stories about people with burnout, and I wonder how people of previous generations have to deal with a hell of a lot more than we did. And I don't want to do. Well, the they old they, sort of they came back from
1: thing, War Tim but... and drank too yeah. much and behaved badly.
0: Mm, probably. Mm. But you know what I I do wonder that the common thread that flows through a lot of the stuff is that the more connected we become, the harder it is, despite what you kid yourself about working remotely, you are more tethered to other timetables and there's just I think that the digital age has led, led to a lot less flexibility than we kid ourselves. Yep.
1: I would agree with got. that. Jack, have and, you have uh, you seen bad behavior? Uh what what a tiny
2: dick. <laughs> and she's big um, <laughs> He says on the day it's it's that his head of not. news and current no. affairs resigns No, no, I mean Honestly, I feel burnt out half the time I, just, yeah. I think you're right I think we live in an age where we're just Completely smashed by information And it's very hard to disconnect from work Because you're always getting emails and that kind of thing So I do think we live in a bit of an age Where it can be you know, difficult But as you say, it's hardly like we're the first ones To face struggles yeah.
1: Well, yeah, it's a different struggle, isn't it? Guys, it's good to talk to you. Tim Beveridge, Jack Tame.